All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, well, unfortunately, it was not a good night in Philadelphia. I gotta be honest, I'm not entirely furious, although I am, I was a bit frustrated, but no, I wouldn't say furious, but you know what, there's a lot of things that, that are bothering me, you know, number one, the fact that, so Jason Garrett, at the right before the game, said that it kills him to say this, but he said, fly, Eagles, fly, and everybody's so upset about it, some people are upset about it, some people just can't stop talking about it. And I'm sure everybody is dying to know what are my thoughts on what Jason Garrett had to say. Well, quite frankly, here are my thoughts. I don't give a damn about what Jason Garrett said. (laughs) That's right. I do not care. I could care less what Jason Garrett thinks, much less what Jason Garrett says. I don't care. All right? That's that. I don't care. So... (laughs) So the fact that everybody, the fact that it's all trending on Twitter, that apparently everybody's like that. I mean, I get it. If he's, people are calling him a sellout, whatever. You know, again, really, honestly, I just do not care. And, and why that? And my question is, why does everybody care about what Jason Garrett said? Why? Because he's a former head coach. I mean, I don't care. That doesn't mean anything to me. Okay. At the end of the day, it's his opinion. All right. He's entitled to it. But again, who the heck cares? I don't. So neither should you. Anyway, you know, what we saw today is what I've been warning everybody about lately. And this starts off with the atrocious play calling by none other than the freaking offensive coordinator himself, Kellen Moore. All right. Right at the beginning, the play calling just absolutely stunk. Okay. It was absolutely atrocious. It was repulsive, repugnant, dis graceful, all right? And for the past two weeks, the offensive play calling, the lack of offensive production, it has been clear as day right in our face, but apparently the, a lot of people just clearly did not get the message. And what we saw today, that was the message basically hitting you right in the face that the Cowboys offense is not as good as what everybody gives credit for, all right? All those blown scoring opportunities, okay? You cannot ignore them. And right out of the blue, the Cowboys' offense was terrible. Cooper Rush really got exposed, and the Eagles took advantage of it. And while our defense gave up those 14 points, it could have been 28-3 to going into halftime because the fact is the Cowboys forced, you know, a couple of field goals. But there was one particular play where CeeDee Lamb clearly, and I do mean clearly, had the first down, but Mike McCarthy did not bother challenging. Oh, for the love of God. And I know that everybody knows the play that I'm talking about. You know that CeeDee Lamb got the first down. All right. But honestly, the two interceptions that Cooper rushed through in the first quarter. Oh, I mean, one of them, you know, everybody could argue that it was interference. But the fact is they were both going for the ball. Either way, it could have been avoided. I'm sure if the if the right calling if the right play calling had taken place. I mean, who knows? I mean, the, let's just be honest. The offense was absolutely atrocious, absolutely atrocious. You know, Cooper Rush at one point, you know, went five for 16, 36 yards, two interceptions, 
And his passer rating, just 1.0. 1.0. I mean, that's pretty pathetic, okay? And, you know, there's something definitely... I mean, I'm going to get to the point where... Because everybody's arguing about, you know, Cooper Rush should stay on as quarterback. Dak Prescott needs to go back in. And I'll be honest with you, I do have something to say about it, okay? And believe me, what I say... Oh, believe me, you will have quite a reaction. <laughs> it's going to be a reaction to where it's definitely going to impact me, okay? And I know what I have to say. And what I say is, it's not only not only going to be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. What I am going to say, I'm going to say with such conviction that I know that what I say is true and absolutely accurate, all right? And it's with conviction, and you can't make me change my mind. Oh, no. Absolutely not. So after halftime, after being down 20-3, to it kind of seemed like it would be all over. But then all of a sudden, the Cowboys all of a sudden seemed to be coming to life. Because what went from a 20-3 to lead for Philadelphia at one point was cut down to 20-17. to And it kind of looked like the Cowboys could have actually come back and won the game. But the defense just had to be overwhelmed again. Because when the Cowboys scored their second touchdown of the game, the Eagles drove down the field, drained the clock, took over 7 minutes and 30 seconds. Okay? They scored and basically it basically made it a two-possession game. If only the Cowboys had been able to make a stop and if the offense had actually been able to produce just a little bit more magic, there is no doubt in my mind the Cowboys could have eventually had maybe a 24-20 to 20 lead. And if the defense would have come up big again, the Cowboys probably would have gotten the win, but it did not happen. The Eagles scored, extended the lead, and then the offense just could not answer. You know, even at one point, we tried like a long field goal. What was like a 59-yard 59 field goal that would have made it 26-20. to 20, But that was probably with less than two minutes left, okay? We would have to make the field goal and somehow miraculously attempt an onside kick and recover it. What were the odds of us actually being able to do our job? I mean, honestly, the odds did not look good because we were clearly out of time. All right? You never say never, obviously, but I knew that it was not going to happen. It's a damn shame, too. It's a shame. I mean, a lot of these penalties mean the fact that the Cowboys, once again, you know, the team with a whole lot more penalties. And I should mention that the Eagles only had two penalties for only 10 yards, while the Cowboys committed 10 penalties for a total of 72 yards. You know, and I will say, and I, and I will say this. I will say this. How interesting is it that the Cowboys had 315 total yards while the Eagles only had 268? So while the Cowboys defense got overwhelmed in giving up those three touchdowns and for the first time this season giving up 20-plus points in a game, the Cowboys defense did truly try to do their best to the best of their ability. But like I said, the fact that the offense has been awful, the lack of offensive production, the horrible play calling, I told everybody, I warned everybody rather, that eventually it was going to bite the Cowboys right in the butt and it did it tonight. It did it tonight. The lack of the offensive production in the beginning of the game, and the Cowboys defense immediately being putting under pressure, the Cowboys defense just could not stop a highly powered Eagles offense, okay? It was awful. And I gotta mention, the Eagles' third down efficiency was 6 for 14, alright? So, while the defense was had their issues... You can't put the you, you you can't put all of it on the defense. Now the defense did make some mistakes, you know, with penalties, especially Micah Parsons, who had to commit such a, a lousy un, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, you know, that that wiped away that, that wiped away, you know, a, a, a third down stop. 
And the fact that the Cowboys just could not force any turnovers. Although they got they got the Jalen Hurts actually several times. And you know, interestingly enough, Cooper Rush was not even sacked at all. <laughs> I mean, Jalen Hurts was sacked four times. Four times. Okay. So and the defense, you know, I'm gonna take it one step further. The defense, you know, kept Jalen Hurts to under 200 passing yards, although Jalen Hurts had two touchdowns. And, you know, the fact that Jalen Hurts, you know, only had 27 yards of rushing on nine carries, that's an average of three yards. It could have been a whole lot worse. So, so as bad of a day that the Cowboys defense has ha- had, it could have been a whole lot worse. And honestly, as, and as bad as the Cowboys night was on defense, maybe it was not so bad at all. I mean, considering just how good the Eagles offense was, it really could have honestly been worse. But it's the offense that, you know, that worries me. You know, Zeke Elliott, 13 carries for 81 yards, averaged 6.2 yards per carry. So, you know, Zeke Elliott actually had a decent night. I only wish it could have got, it could have been better. But, you know, Zeke Elliott actually scored a touchdown, you know, one of those plays, you know, that kind of cut the lead, you know, to 20 to 10. And then, of course, you know, Jake Ferguson, the tight end, had four catches for 40 yards, you know, scored his first touchdown of his career, you know. Dalton Schultz actually sat out this game, so. But, you know, CeeDee Lamb, five catches for 68 yards, you know, and there was one touchdown, there was one play that if he had gotten into the right position, if he had caught it, that would have been a touchdown, but unfortunately that that ended up being Cooper Rush's third interception, and that was just humiliating. Absolutely humiliating. And looking at who had sacks, you know, Donovan Wilson had one had a sack you know, and Dante Fowler Jr. and Dorrance Armstrong Jr., along with Chauncey Goldston. You know, Micah Parsons, you know, he was able to inflict some pressure, but, you know, Micah Parsons was just, you know, it just, you know, it was just not a good day for him. I mean, the frustration, you know, that penalty and everything, you know, Micah Parsons just had one of those nights. It, it just wasn't his night, you know? And, and unfortunately, it's going to happen, but the Cowboys... This offense, you know, again, you know, this is just a reminder of why I am not a fan of Kellen Moore. I mean, that atrocious play calling. I mean, you you can't argue that Kellen Moore's play calling in the first half was absolutely atrocious. Now, it's it briefly got better when we had those two touchdowns, but really, overall, after that, it did not look so good, right? I mean, you, it's not just on Moore. I mean, it's also you know on the, on the lack of the offensive production. I mean, the offense again was just it was bad. Although for those two particular drives. So, you know, and there was one part where Noah Brown, you know, seemed to, who, who could have scored, you know, a brilliant touchdown, but the referees decided that it, the pass was incomplete. So rather than going to the half 20 to 7, we, we, we had to settle for a field goal. We were going in the half 20 to 3. So, oh, oh man, oh man, oh man. It's just so damn frustrating. So freaking frustrating. You know, and looking at the stats as well. You know the fact that the Eagles are are now six and zero, the Cow and then you know, the Giants are New York Giants are five and one. I mean the Cowboys are four and two and they're third in the NFC East. I mean all of a sudden the NFC East has three teams with winning records and then Washington's down at the bottom with a two and four record. So, and the Eagles will be in Dallas on Christmas Eve. So who knows where the Cowboys will be by then? And who knows where Philadelphia is? Philadelphia could you know could still be undefeated by then. Who the heck knows? But Man, Cowboys just had their chances, you know, in that second half, but just could not get the freaking job done. And that's a shame, too, because if they had gotten the job done, 
the Cowboys would probably be 5-1 and one right now as we speak, but unfortunately, it did not happen. It did not happen, and it's frustrating, okay? It really is. <laughs> but looking, based on everything I've seen so far, you know, Rush, 18 for 38, 181 yards, one touchdown, and three picks. And now, and you know, that's his first, that's his first loss as a starting quarterback in the NFL, so he's now 5-1 and one as a starter, you know? And then, you know, and this is where the the intensity, you know, strongly increased, because, you know, with, with the whole debating with the contra- the quarterback controversy like that. I mean, I'm telling you, like, for me, the, for me, this whole thing, like, put, putting Dak Prescott back, you know, I always said the problem is if we rush him and if he's not ready to go and he doesn't have a full solid week of practice and he's not ready, then that's already a disaster waiting to happen. But I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. This is where we get to that point. Okay? So I'm going to need everybody to brace yourself. Now, I'm going to piss a lot of people off on based on what, what I'm about, about to say. Because this is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. And as mentioned earlier, this I'm going to say this with, with such conviction. So here it is. As I've mentioned numerous, numerous times, Kellen Moore is a terrible play caller. I don't trust him. And for the record, I never did. I never, ever, ever trusted Kellen Moore. I was never a fan of him being the, uh, uh, regardless of the situation, I was not, not a fan of him as the offensive coordinator. When he became the play caller, I was totally against it. Okay? Now, everybody wants to mention how last year we had such a high-powered offense and all those yards, all those stats. Okay, well, here's, the pro- here, here's, the, here's a little reality check. Those points, those stats, those come against the horrible teams. I mean, especially with how horrible the division was last year. Okay? So, yeah. There's there's no way you can combat that. I mean, okay. But the point is, just how bad the offensive play calling is. Okay? And really, like, what what difference is it going to make whether it's Dak Prescott or Cooper Rush under center? Okay? With how terrible the play calling is... And, you know, with Dak Prescott, you know, being very inconsistent and sometimes struggling with the accuracy or Dak Prescott's habit of just trying to play the hero. I mean, we saw what happened in week one, didn't we? We saw how terrible Dak Prescott was. We saw how terrible the play calling was in week one against Tampa. Is it really going to make quite a difference if Dak Prescott comes back? I mean, it might. Maybe Dak Prescott comes back and he has a brilliant game, okay? And I want that to happen, believe it or not, despite the fact that, again, I'm not a fan of Dak Prescott. And I'm sure that the dude who tweeted out that said uh, all these supposed fans owe Dak Prescott an apology. I mean, as far as my apology to Dak Prescott goes, I mean, yeah, if he wins the Super Bowl, yeah, that's when I definitely will owe Dak Prescott an apology. But for now, no. Okay? Here's a, And here's the deal. Don't get me wrong. I want to see him back out on the field. I want to see him play, especially considering the fact that the, the contract that he has with the Dallas Cowboys. So, of course, I want to see him play. And I want to see him put up the damn results. All right, but the point is right now, how atrocious and how repulsive and repugnant and disgraceful the offensive play calling is, and the lack of offensive production, it's not going to make a difference. I repeat, it is not going to make a difference whether it's Cooper Rush under center or if it's Dak Prescott. All right, because again, we saw how bad Dak Prescott was in Week One. Okay, and as far as Dak Prescott goes, there's more cost of concern because you know. If he can shake off the cobwebs, if he can actually grip the ball, throw the ball well, and, you know, like that. I mean, right now the offensive line is not an issue because there's been several games where the offensive line did not even allow a sack. 
Okay, at least two so far. That one against Cincinnati and the one in this game. Okay, Cooper Rush was not even sacked. All right. So right now, honestly, I don't see. Da so if Dak Prescott does come back right now, honestly, I don't see any anything. I don't really don't see much changing. I mean, will the Cowboys run the ball more? I mean, probably. But do I want to see some? Do I want to see positive offensive production? Well, of course I do. Especially since the Dallas Cowboys will be getting ready to play the Detroit Lions. Okay, and the Detroit Lions arguably have the worst defense in the league. I mean, we saw them give up 29 points to the New England Patriots. We saw how many points they gave up to the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, we saw how many points they gave up when we went against Philadelphia. All right? The Detroit Lions defense can't really stop anybody. Okay, so going into this week, if Dak Prescott does practice this coming week and he is set to start against the Detroit uh, Lions, okay, I expect to see results. And if we do see the brilliant results, well, that's just another example that, you know, you put up these good points and these offensive stats against a atrocious team, against a team with atrocious defense like Detroit, okay? I mean, the win's a win. I can't take that away, but it's still at the same time. I got to give the details of the win and actually explain that it was against a horrible team, okay? So if if Dak Prescott, again, he just, he, he can beat... A Detroit team with a lousy defense is he able to do the? Is he able to do this? You know, against a good team. Okay, say like, like could he? Have, like everybody, a lot of people are insisting if he had played against Philadelphia, the Cowboys would have won. But honestly, I beg to differ because again, the play calling was atrocious. So the whole point of this thing, and I'm sure I, you know, I went to detail. I may have gone overboard. I may have gotten off topic. I may have gotten. Off, I may have not stayed on point. But the bottom line is right now. Because everybody's arguing, one Dak Prescott in, no, keep Cooper Rush in, like that. And in my honest opinion, like here, like everybody's arguing in front of me. There's one side that's the Cooper, the Cooper Rush loyalists, the other side are the Dak Prescott loyalists. And here I am, right there, saying it doesn't matter whether it's Rush, it doesn't matter whether it's Prescott. The offensive play calling is a huge problem. It's going to negatively impact both guys. So at the end of the day. It's going to make very little to absolutely no difference whatsoever, okay? Because at the same time, Dak Prescott has his issues too. And the problem is, out of everything, he's inconsistent, right? Absolutely inconsistent. And sometimes he's unable to make his throws. I mean, whether he underthrows, throwing to the receiver's feet, or if he simply overthrows, or maybe the right receiver can't make the catch, okay? The bottom line is there's offensive inconsistency when Dak Prescott is under center there's a lot to worry about and there's lots of concern that just simply cannot be ignored and that's why I'm not igno ignoring it right now so one more time it does not make a difference whether it's Dak Prescott or Cooper Rush under center because once again the offensive play calling is absolutely atrocious it's repulsive it's repugnant and it's quite flat out disgraceful Okay, you can think what you want about what I just said, but let me all be honest with you. I'm telling you the truth. Okay, you know it's true. You know that the play calling is is absolutely horrible, and I know as as frustrating as it is to think about, it is true. I'm as frustrated about it as you. All right. I wish the Cowboys could have the number one offense in the league. I wish the Cowboys def Cowboys defense could be totally number one in the league. I wish the Cowboys were good enough to win the Super Bowl. I truly do. Okay. But as frustrating as these facts are, these are the these are the true journalism facts right there. Because I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just telling it like it is. But right now, the offense is far from convincing. Sure, they have a couple of explosive plays every now and then. Okay, but the problem is they don't happen happen as often as they should be. Okay, the fact that they happen too much in once in a while rather than more often. Okay, 
that, ladies and gentlemen, does not fly well with me. And it should not be. The, it should be the same thing with you. It should be regarded as highly unacceptable. And that is that. <sighs> Man. So to wrap it up now, the Cowboys return home for two games in Arlington, okay? Against Detroit and against Chicago. Let me say this right off the bat. There is no excuse, no excuse whatsoever not to pick up a win against Detroit and Chicago, okay? Cowboys are 4-2, and two, so after two weeks, they should improve to 6-2 and two before they actually, before they have their um, their bye week before heading, heading over to Green Bay to play the Packers at Lambeau Field. And speaking of the Packers, I understand that they just got absolutely humiliated. And I do mean humiliated at home against the New York Jets. If you can believe it, ladies and gentlemen, the New York Jets beat the Packers 27-10 at Lambeau Field. Okay? Now I know that some of you, uh, some of you feel like you know now that that's happened, the Cowboys should be able to beat the Packers. Yeah, you're, the Cowboys should be able to beat the Packers. The defense, if the defense can regroup this week and get have great performances against Detroit against and against Chicago, and then after a bye week, I'm sure the defense can certainly be fully rejuvenated by then, and I'm sure they can actually force some turnovers and get to the quarterback. Okay, but at the same time, if the offense cannot provide any um, support to the defense. The defense is not going to be able to carry the team anymore to wins, okay? I'd be surprised if they were able to do it against Green Bay. Heck, I'd be, I'd even be surprised if the, if the Cowboys defense manages to actually win another game for the Cowboys. Now, are they capable of? Yes, because, you know, they were able to do it against Washington and Los Angeles. But here's the deal. It's, an, it's a team effort, okay? Now, the defense can certainly go out there and do their best, and I'm, and I'm confident in them. I would, you know, honestly, I should take it back. I wouldn't even be surprised if they won a couple more games for the Cowboys, okay? But that's not what I want. I want the defense to do their job, but I want the offense to do their job too. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, I, at the end of the day, I want teamwork. I want the Cowboys to win as a team because teamwork is the way you win. That's it. It's all about teamwork. So the Dallas Cowboys need to go home. They need to practice well this week. They need to get the win against Detroit, follow the same routine, beat Chicago, go into a bye week with, with your head up, okay, and enjoy the bye week as you prepare to go, Lambeau, to go to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Right now, the Dallas Cowboys are in deep trouble. Four and two, third in the NFC East. If that were, if the if, if the season were to be over right now, the Cowboys would be done. And what a what another waste of a season in such an embarrassing fashion. Okay, I don't want to think that far ahead. Okay, I only hope the Cowboys can thir- turn things around and start getting back on the winning end, and this time hopefully keep on a winning streak. And that is all I got to say. But ladies and gentlemen, before I let you go, I'd like to give again a good message from my sponsor, and that is to remind you that Cowboy Sock is proudly brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your number one place for fan apparel. Fanatics offers over 500,000 items from all the top brands from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the NHL, and so much more. So if you're looking to shop at Fanatics, just find Cowboy Talks link in the description. You can start getting your sports merch as well as take advantage of the best deals in the world. And for all you pro wrestling fans out there, Fanatics is now, excuse me, WWEshop.com is now part of the Fanatics experience. So if you're looking to shop at WWEshop.com, just find the link in the episode description. You can get your pro wrestling merch and again, take advantage of the best deals in the world. And finally, Cowboy Sock is also proudly brought to you by Paramount Plus. 
Paramount Plus allows you to stream live sports as well as your favorite shows from CBS, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, and so much more. Plans start at $4.99 per month and you can cancel at any time. Subscribe now and you can even get a free trial. So if you're looking to subscribe to Paramount Plus, just find the link in this episode's description and in less than two minutes, you can set up your account and start binge-watching your favorite shows immediately. And finally, Cowboys Talk is available on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL.